uh, together. So today we are continuing our confidence series. Um, and this morning is my privilege to be able to just continue this incredible series of being confident. You know, we've said already during this series that we truly believe that the desire of God for every single one of our lives is that we would be characterized by confidence. In other words, that we would be confident individuals who are not so much confident in who we are, but rather confident in who God is. And the God that we love and the God that we serve The one who is with us truly is strong and he is mighty. And the truth is that at times we just need to remind ourselves of the one who is with us. God is with us and he is the one who is strong and he is mighty. And therefore we don't so much have to have a coward's mindset, but rather we can have a champion's mindset that we can be confident individuals because of who God is. And one of the things I constantly feel like God is bringing back to my remembrance in this series is the words that God spoke unto Joshua so many years ago in Joshua chapter 1, where he says, Be strong and be very courageous. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And it's something that in this new year, as it were, of 2020, a new decade, that I constantly feel that God wants to speak into our hearts and into our lives. And he wants to say unto every single one of us, be strong and be courageous. Have I not commanded you, be strong and be very courageous. It's something that God wants to keep on speaking into our lives. And this morning we want to move on. And we want to speak about being confident in the word of God. That we need to be people who have a confidence in the word of God. God's word, the Bible. That we need to be people who have confidence in what God has said through his word. And the truth is though that just like the gospel that I spoke about just a few weeks ago. That is under attack. So is the word of God. The word of God right now is under attack. That's what I believe that the the Graham Tour is about. It's not so much a man who's under attack. It's the word of God that's under attack. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that is under attack. And the enemy wants to do all that he can to cause doubts to arise. And in so doing, destroy our confidence in God's word. You know, the truth is that from the very beginning of time, That is what the enemy has sought to do. Here is Adam and Eve right there in the Garden of Eden. And what does the enemy come and say unto Adam and Eve? Did God really say? He caused a doubt to come into their minds. Did God really say that you can't eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden? And what the enemy was really trying to do would seek to cause Adam and Eve to lose their confidence in what God has spoken. He tried to deceive them from the truth. Because God hadn't said that, he just said you can eat from any tree apart from one. 
And that's what the enemy seeks to do because he is the chief of liars. He is the deceiver of the brethren. And that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to get in in order for us to begin to question, did God really say that? And I want to say that all these years on, that's what the enemy does. That so often in my lifetime, I've experienced that. That I know what God has said. But sometimes the enemy comes and he whispers in my ear and he says those words, did God really say that? And I say that so often the enemy is just about that tall because he sits on your shoulder and he's got your ear and all he does is nag, 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 nag. Did God really say that? Did God really say that? And I believe today there's people who are probably sat in this building and you've listened to what the enemy has spoken because of the circumstances that are surrounding your family right now. You know what God has said. You know that God has promised you that your son and your daughter will be in a living, vibrant relationship with God. And yet right now you look at the circumstances and the circumstances are saying something different. And then you hear the voice of the enemy, which is saying, did God really say that? For some of you, you know what God has spoken about your future. You know the promises that God has given to you. And yet the enemy comes and says unto you, did God really say that? But as the apostle Paul proclaimed in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 to 17, we know that all scripture is God breathed. Or as another version puts it, puts it like this, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. The truth is that God is the author of the word of God. That even though God used men and women to write the scriptures, even though he was, these scriptures have been written by many different people many years ago now, I want to tell you what is in the canon of scripture today isn't inspired by man, but rather it is inspired by no less than God himself. It is God communicating to mankind through his written word. The Bible is not simply the words of man, but rather it is the word of God. All scripture is God breathed. All scripture is inspired by none other than God himself. If ever there is an incredible author, God is the incredible author. He is the author of the Bible, and therefore it's no wonder it carries such authority. Why? Because God is the author. He is the author of the very word of God, and therefore it carries amazing, incredible authority. If ever someone knew this, Jesus knew this. The one who was the word himself, who became flesh and dwelt among us. I know it's difficult to get your head around it, but Jesus was there at the very beginning of time. He was the word, he is the word, and will always be the word. He was the word from the very beginning. And here is Jesus now walking this earth as the word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. 
And here in Matthew chapter 4, we see how Jesus is in the wilderness. Here he is in the wilderness and he has been tempted by the devil whilst he's in that place. What an attack Jesus came under in that wilderness. But you know, Jesus was somebody who was able to stand and overcome the attack of the enemy. How did he do it? He did it with the very word of God. To every attack that the enemy brought to his life, Jesus proclaimed, no, it is written. No, it is written. No, it is written. He came attacked against the attack of the enemy with that which the Apostle Paul describes as the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God Almighty. And I want to tell you today, the enemy is going to attack us. If you've been a follower of Jesus just for a few days or a few weeks or a few months, and you thought that coming to Jesus was going to be the end of all your troubles, I want to burst your bubble today. I want to tell you, you're probably going to have more trouble now than you've ever had trouble. But the great news is you are not on your own. God is with you. He's given you the sword of his spirit, the word of God Almighty, and you can overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, you have incredible power to overcome the powers of darkness. In order to come against the deception, the deceit that the enemy would bring on our lives, we can stand up with the word of God Almighty and we can say, it is written. Enemy, you may be saying, I haven't got a future, but it is written that the Lord has plans to prosper me, to give me hope and to give me a future. You say, I'm nothing more than an accident. I'm not listening to that because the word of God says that even before I was knit together in my mother's womb, that God knew the plans and the destiny that he has for my life. You say that I am condemned. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You say that I'm going to be condemned. No, I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You say I'm not changed. I want to tell you, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. You are on your own. No, he has said he will never leave me and he will never forsake me. It is written. And sometimes we've just got to come against what the enemy speaks over our lives. And we just declare what God says. Enemy, you say this, but my God says this. We need to know what the word of God says in order that we can proclaim it. And the only way we can know what the word of God says is by studying it. It's by meditating upon the word of God. I want to tell you the enemy will do all that he can to stop you studying the word of God. He will cause the kids to have a trauma and, and even the husband to have a trauma. To have one of those hissy fits, as it were. Because what does the enemy want to do? He wants to distract you from getting into the word of God. He'll cause the devices to go down. That's why, thank God for devices. I listen to the Bible on my phone at times. I read it on my phone. But sometimes you just need a good old-fashioned Bible. Because sometimes the internet's going to go down. And where do you go then? We need to be able to get to the word of God. And we need to study it. We need to meditate upon it. And sometimes we get so hung up about this that some people say, but you know, I'm never going to withstand the attack of the enemy because I don't know what the Bible says from cover to cover. 
you know what, I've never met anybody who knows what the Bible says from cover to cover. You may say today, but I'm not able to recite it. I'm not able to, to find out where it is when, when, you know, I can know a little bit of the, the verse, but then I don't know the whole verse. I really can't do this. Thank God for Google. Because, you know, um, some of you have heard a great preacher. When I came out of Bible college, I had to work with this guy. And that was okay because I was pastoring a smaller church. And then for three and a half years, and then for two years, I became his associate. And he would preach every Sunday morning. He had just a, a photographic memory. He's got an incredible brain. I think he's got, I hope he's not listening to this. He's got older. I don't think he's quite the same as it used to be. But he's still pretty good. And he, he, he could quote scripture, he's preached here, and some of you have been like, wow, he's amazing. You know what? I decided many years ago, I'm not Phil Hills, and I never will be Phil Hills. And if I try to memorize scripture in the way that he's done, man, I'm going to lose it. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and be me. I'm going to try and get as much in the Word of God in me as I can. But I can't quote every scripture that's found in the Word of God. Sometimes I get a whole lot of confusion when it comes to some stuff. But I don't get heads up the end of that any longer. I just know what I know. And I believe what I believe. And I declare what I can declare. That doesn't mean I just need to be lazy about it. But I want to tell you, there's a whole lot of tools out there right now that can help us. Sometimes as pastors, you might see us on our phone on a Sunday. I want to tell you, most of the time we're not texting people and we're definitely not on Facebook. But what we might be doing is that sometimes God will just drop a few words to us. and We know it's found in the Bible, but we can't find it in that moment. We Google it, we look it up, and we get it on our phones. And we stand here and everybody goes, wow, how amazing are they that they know the word of God like that. Thank God for Google. We just need to use the means that we have right now in order to help us when the enemy comes. The enemy could not stand against the word of God. It says in Matthew 4 and verse 11 about Jesus, then the devil left him. If we stand against the enemy with the word of God, I want to tell you eventually the devil will leave us. What did James say? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The devil cannot stand against the power of God's word. Why? Because as Hebrews 4 says, the word of God is alive and active. It penetrates. We really do need to be confident in the word of God and with the word of God. We need to be confident in the word of God. And we need to be confident with the word of God. The truth is that we, for all of us, we face storms in life. We all face storms. I can't believe we had storm, what was it called, last week? No, that's this week. Sorry, I know about this week's. Katrina. It's normally a female. don't know why we've got Dennis this week, but yeah. Anyway, storm Katrina last week. We got storm Dennis this week. I don't know what it was. But anyway, storm whatever and storm Dennis right now. But anyway, we've got storm Dennis. What are we going to have next week? I hope we're going to have sun from Barbados. would be nice, wouldn't it? Instead of a storm. But the truth is that for all of us in life, we face storms. I don't want to be a prophet of doom and gloom today. I just want to be a prophet of reality. If you're not in a storm today, you've probably been in a storm tomorrow. 
It's true because that's life. It's the reality of life. We all face stuff in life. But I want to tell you, in the midst of the storm, it's the word of God that will keep us. It's the word of God that strengthens us. It's the word of God that sustains us. It's the word of God that enables us to keep on standing. We haven't got time this morning because time's nearly gone and everybody said praise God for that. But in Matthew 7, you see how Jesus gave that the parable, the illustration of the wise and the foolish builder. He gave that after the end of the incredible sermon on the mount when he talked about lots of different things about murder. He talked about adultery. He talked about loving your enemies. He talked about giving, prayer, fasting, so many different things he spoke about. And then he talked about the wise and the foolish builder. And he said the wise one is the one who does what God says. The wise builder is the man who builds his life upon the word of God. That doesn't listen to the the plans of this world and goes by what the world says, but goes by what the word of God says. Because when the storms come, when the wind comes, when the rain comes, that man's life will not crash, but rather he will be able to stand because it is upon the word of God. Yet the foolish man, the silly builders I call them so often, is the builder who builds his life upon the sand. And when the storms come, that life crashes. And sometimes you can have that people in church, you know, they look the same almost. You know, they, they look smart when they come into the building. Even that person who's got the biggest Bible that they're like this as they're walking into the building. And whilst this person over here is a person that looks the same, but you know what, they haven't got the big Bible. They've actually got the Bible on their phone. And, and the person over here can say, ah, see, I'm so better than that person because I've got the big Bible. They've got the Bible on the phone. But you know, the truth is that sometimes it's the person over here that when the storm comes, crashes. Because it's not about what, what's on the outside, it's about what's built on the inside. It's about a person that builds their life upon the rock, Christ Jesus. And I want to say today, if you are in the midst of the storm, I want to encourage you, do not turn away from the principles of God's word. That even right now, that there's an enemy that's saying that you'll be far better off if you begin to diddle the tax man. You'll be far better off if you begin to live the way that everybody else is living around about you right now. You'd be far better getting rid of that partner and getting a new partner because they make you so much happier. I want to tell you that is a lie that comes from the enemy, Shawla. I can see you nudging Kath at the same time. It is a lie that comes from the enemy because the truth, by the way, this is a joke. I'm sure they're fine. Are you okay? We need to do a marriage counseling right in the midst of all this going on. No, they're absolutely fine. But the truth is, is this, that if we turn away from the principles of God's word, we will never see the promises fulfilled. I'm going to say it again. If we turn away from the principles of God's word, we will never see his promises fulfilled. Because the promises are there. 
But there's a duty that we have to do. We have to live in accordance with the Word of God. I want to encourage you today, if you are in the midst of the storm, hold on to the rock. Hold on to the principles today because God is a promise-keeping God. All of God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. He will come through for you if you keep true to Him. He will come through for you if you keep true to Him. Hold on to the rock, a foundation that cannot be moved. You know, as a church, we must never lose our confidence in the Word of God. Because let me tell you, it is the word of God that transforms people's lives. Right now, we are under attack, church. Right now, the the word of God is under attack. Right now, we're told we're not politically correct any longer. Let me tell you, church, it's not so much about political correctness. It's about being correct to the word of God Almighty. And I want to tell you that even though right now they're saying we can no longer stand up and proclaim that Jesus is the only way to God. I want to tell you Jesus is the only way to God. He still is the way, the truth and the life. And if we turn away from what the word of God says, we are down the chute. We're out of the plane. We're out of parachute, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to describe it. We've got to keep on proclaiming what the word of God says. We need to have confidence in the word of God because it's the word of God that convinces people. It's the word of God that convicts people. It's the word of God that converts people. There's no other way apart from the word of God. I want to tell you, I've said it before, but I thank God for the smells and the bells around here. Oh, sorry, we're not in that particular church, are we? You think, I'm not talking about smells and bells, but I want to, I've said it before, I thank God for the pretty lights. Thank God for people that can do pretty screens like that. Although that makes me feel like I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but I thank God for a lovely warm building, although I'm a bit hot right now. I thank God for all this stuff, but let me tell you, guys, if we neglect the Word of God, we are in trouble because it's the Word of God that transforms people's lives. And that's what the early church believed, and that's why in the midst of all that they went through, they never lost their confidence in God's Word. That's why when it wasn't politically correct, they still proclaimed the Word of God. Even though at times they faced persecution for it. Even though at times they were beaten and they were flogged for it. They didn't say, God, get us out of here. They said, God, give us more boldness to declare your word. Because it's your word that transforms people's lives. I really believe it's time for us to rise with the word of God. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Confident in the word of God. May we always be confident in the Word of God and with the Word of God. There's an enemy who wants to lose us to lose our confidence in God's Word. But I pray today that would be an army of us that would rise up and say, we are confident in this, the Word of God. We know who the author is, is no less than God himself. He contains incredible authority. And I believe that for some people, as Steve and the team start to make their way back, I believe there's people here today and you've been under attack. The enemy has been attacking you. He's been seeking to speak lies over your life and and you know it. And sometimes we just give in a little bit too easy. 
Because we say it must be true because that's all we keep on hearing. But we need to know who the author is of those things. And if it's contrary to what God has spoken over your life, you know it's not God, it's the enemy. And sometimes we're waiting for the prophetic word. And get, don't get me wrong, I thank God for the prophetic word. But I want to tell you, sometimes we don't need to so much seek a word from man. We need a word from God. And the way that we're going to get a word from God is by opening the Bible and just begin to read it. And sometimes it'll be that we, we go back to scriptures that we know that means something to us. There's people here today, you know, some of you asked me how did the baptisms go last week in rugby. And for every person who got baptized, they had a, a baptismal promise that was given to them. I am a bit feel right now. Some of you need to dig out your baptismal promise once again. Because it was what God gave to you. For some of us, we need to go back decades. Because I remember some of the words that God gave me as a young lad. Feeling the call of God upon my life. And there's times when the enemy comes and says, Jonathan, you're not going to make it. Jonathan, why on earth don't you go back to plumbing? Because you'll make a better job of plumbing than you would pastoring. There's times when I need to declare what God has spoken over my life. And I sense for me today, there's some people here. And you need to do that. So we're going to stand together right now here in these moments. And I realize time is nearly gone. And this may only be one individual. I'm not sure. I got a sense for me it probably won't be just one individual. But I even sense within me that maybe what I've been preaching today. That God has dropped something of his word into your heart. And for some of you, that is for you. But for others of you, it's to pass it on. You know that game, pass it on? You pass it on. And I believe that God has dropped something of his words into your heart to pass it on. And the truth is, you can't get this wrong right now. Because if God has given you a word that is scripture, is it for that person? Of course it is. Because all of this is for every single one of us. But I really sense that some people here today, and God has given you something to go and speak over the life of somebody else. And if he hasn't done that already, I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that God's going to drop some words into people's lives. That won't just be for you, but will be to pass it on. To bring encouragement, to bring strength, to bring help to that other person that you're going to speak over. Father, I just thank you for your word. Thank you that it is alive and it is active. God, I thank you for the way that it can change and transform people's lives. And God, I pray, Lord, that even right now, God, that you drop your word into the lives of individuals that would go and pass it on. To other individuals that need to hear that in the midst of the storm that they may be facing right now. So Father, we thank you for your incredible words. In Jesus' name, Amen. So guys, in a few moments we're going to come to a close. Say we'll come and bring us to a close. But I just want to commission you right now to go with God's word. Some of you got it. You just need to go with it. Okay? If you don't know where it is, 
you've got your phone, Google it. If you've got the old-fashioned way, go into the concordance and find it in the concordance. But it may just be that God needs to receive what you have that God has given to you. So lead us in the song, Steve, and feel free. There's people that need to hear what you've got to say because it's God's word.